You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Hi, welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. I'm Celine. And today we're talking about books to get lost in. First, I'm going to tell you what we tried to do this episode about. Because <laughs> honestly, it was the the biggest fail oh, that yeah. I've ever done in my life. So I basically like, what is it, two weeks ago, I had been getting a bunch of Facebook ads because we'd been talking about the book podcast and stuff like that. And I was getting all these Facebook ads about like, I guess like mobile versions of Wattpad. That's like the only way I can explain <laughs> it. We're like, Suddenly, and I know that you guys all have this, so, like, I'd be scrolling on Facebook and suddenly there'd be, like, paragraphs about paragraphs that's, like, chapter one, Dominic looked at me with burning eyes of intense passion, and I wondered what, how I would ever do with his, like, glowering stare. Anyways, and so I, like, don't know if you guys got into this, but I would start reading them, and they were, like, the most ridiculous stories. They were so, so I texted bad. Anna. It was so bad. So I, texted, I started texting Anna them and, like, tagging her in them, and I was like, you need... Like, we should totally do an episode where we, like, read them and try to guess the way these end. And so I started saving them, and I started tagging her in them, and as I started reading them, I realized that I could never, we could never <laughs> do an episode about these. Why? Why, Anna? Why could oh, we not? Oh, they were so bad. I think all of, we're going to give you an example of one, but, like, all of them turned out to be, like, porn. Like, like literal <laughs> porn. I remember you tagged me, or you were telling me about one about this, like, gynecologist who was, like, a bad boy, and everybody wanted him, no! and this girl came to see him, and you told me, and you were like, <laughs> I started reading, and you, like, realized what was starting to happen, and you were like, no, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Sarah J. Moss didn't have anything on this. Anything. <laughs> anything. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh. It was, like, so bad. So bad. And they don't make any sense. No. And the grammar. The grammar. The I was so horrible. excited to be, like. Oh, but the worst one, and this was the one where I, like, literally texted her and I was like, we cannot do this anymore. Oh, you tagged, yeah. Just, you tagged me in this. Why don't you just, like, r- summarize Girl, I'll tell what this I one was about. This, this is when we decided you. that we just had to, we had to cut the cord. Oh. Okay, go. Yeah, so basically it starts <laughs> out, and it's about this girl who is, this guy's, like, dropping her off at her door, and I think they're, like, kissing or something. And her brother, like, opens the door, and he's like, get out. Like, what do you think you're doing here? Get your hands off my sister. That's gross. And you end up finding out that, like, they're werewolves, except for that has, like, no other – that, like, is no yeah. not meaningful at all to the story. No, and it takes place in this high school that is like, what is up with people in the janitor's closet? I know. <laughs> so, okay, but you We've think that – read a lot that, of these. Yeah, you think that the story is going to be about this girl and how – she is kind of going to fall for this guy, and they've been dating. But then they get into this janitor's closet, and he wants to take it too far, and she doesn't. So then she, like, you know, shuts that down Storms and leaves. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then she, like, goes. And she's like, crying. Yeah, she's crying. There's a scene where she gets to her house, and her, like, brother is there to comfort her. And it kind of goes from, like, well, her brother is kind of just weird, and he's, you know, he's protective because he's her brother, to, like, she starts describing him in a very sexual way almost and you start being like no no oh like i'm gonna read you one where is it this is after he I have the bathroom yeah it says his black towel hung dangerously low on his hips as water dripped down his black locks landing on him then slowly racing down rain and cedar frazzled my thoughts as i took all of him in wait no this is my brother why am i thinking like this and it uh, it just gets like worse from there Yes, and then I, I just tag Anna in full caps. Anna, Anna, what is this? Like, <laughs> I think I replied back, and I was like, I kept thinking, like, please, not the brother. Please, not the brother. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to find. The mother, like, alludes slightly that they're not actually siblings. Yeah. But, like, so, so it kind I don't of care. makes it a little better, but it's still She gross. doesn't know that. Yeah, she exactly. She doesn't know that. Yep. 
And it makes it weird. She's like, I'll go get him. Words tumbled out of my mouth so fast that my mother and father raised both their eyes at me. My mom getting a suspicious look. And I'm like, why would your mom be suspicious of you guys? Of you going to grab your brother? If you're yeah. just siblings? So gross. I am so confused. I'm so confused. Anyways, so um, if you read that same exact episode, tell us what you think happened. Because I, I just need to know, but I, also I, I don't like, want to read it. Yeah, I, like, want to know, but, boy, do I not want to know at the same time. Yeah, so, <laughs> you were you were shipping Clary. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, to be fair, though, to be fair. We all were. <laughs> everyone was, and I knew, I just knew in my bones that the author, there's no way she would actually make them siblings. There's no way after giving us that, like, intensity that they had, and then, like, how much they were falling in love with each other. I was like, no effing way is she really going to make them siblings. No way. There's no, there's, there's a weird kind of trope that I guess we're finding of, like, siblings that kind of dig each other. It's so bad. Like, literally, they're like, no, no, we can't. Anyways, so basically, that's when we decided to X-nay on the entire episode yep. about this. We and couldn't just, find like, one usable one. No. No. No, it was, it was the weirdest thing, and I literally was like, this entire episode would have to be X-rated. I was like, this cannot yeah. happen. I literally yeah. texted, like, my husband, and I was like, don't look at my saved history, and don't look at the things that I've had to Google to understand the things that they were talking about. I was literally like, I've been married for five years, and I'm still like, what? What did he do to her? I don't understand. You're like, how? But like, how like that? I like called Anna. I was like, Anna, I just read porn. Don't read this one. I just tagged you and I didn't read it all the way. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. There's a a reason why we're in YA. This like little safe zone. Yes. Yep. Where, you know, things get serious and they're like, and and then we panned and it was the next morning and it was beautiful. Yeah. Everything went great. Nothing hurt. It was great. <laughs> okay, so um, really quick, I know you have a really funny story about oh my what gosh, you did yes. this weekend okay. in Boston. <laughs> let me let me tell y'all. So I was in Boston, or okay, really it's New Bedford, which is in like an hour and a half outside of Boston, packing my grandmother's house up. I call her Meme because she's moving to Utah to be closer with all of our family. We've kind of all migrated out of there. Um, but her house is just full of a ton of stuff because she's lived there, like, her whole life. And my Pepe died, like, a year and a half ago. And his stuff's just been in storage since then. So me, my sister Laura, and my mom, we flew out to help her pack her house up. And me and Laura were kind of like, I kind of hope we find something. Like, we didn't want to find, like, (laughs) you know, too risky of stuff. We were like, it'd be a little fun if we could find some interesting stuff. So we're looking, and we do find really cool stuff. Like, we find these old coins, and he was, my Pepe was really into NASCAR, so we had a ton of NASCAR stuff. Um, and we found a bunch of old computer games we used to play, like Me and Juju and Harry Potter, which were the OG computer games. Um, but so my sister opens the bin up, and she's like, yes! She's like, I found nudie playing cards! <laughs> and so she takes them out of the bin, and we're just, like, looking at them. And my mammy comes up the stairs, and she's not even embarrassed. She's like, that was your Pepe. So funny. Oh, my gosh. So we packed them. We, like, it's in the truck coming out to Utah. We packed them. In his honor. In his honor. Now his honor lives on through the internet, through this through beautiful story. <laughs> of his new playing cards. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I so love funny. that. That's so funny. <laughs> A new generation. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Well, glad to know that, uh, glad to know that, it's alive, that he was alive and well. This is great. Okay, so let's move on to the, the next segment is, like, what books are we reading? Why don't you, you want me oh, to talk? yeah. I guess I'll, yeah, you yeah. Go. What books are we reading this week? Okay, um, I, we recorded this episode called Books That Completely Destroyed Us, and it was beautiful. Beautiful, mm-hmm. guys. Like, absolutely beautiful, but then we had an audio error where 20 minutes of the audio was erased, and I don't think we can ever replicate it because it was the most perfect episode. It was. We'll try, though. And Anna recommended The Black Witch, and Mm -hmm. it's really good. Like, it is really good. Okay, so give a little summary. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I can't do it justice, so you're welcome to interrupt me and be like, no, Celine. Um, But basically, (laughs) 
I can just, I'm just going to tell you what I like about it, and then you're going to summarize it, because I'm like the, okay, okay, perfect. So, what I like about it so far is just the way that the author writes is just so beautiful, and, like, I really love the way that she takes the time to add in specific details into the world that, like, aren't necessary, but help color the world in a little bit more than just, like, imagine that there's a world where there are magical creatures. (laughs) It's like, okay, so, yeah, like... One fun detail I read today was, like, they're in this carriage, and, like, she added in this, like, random detail that if you pull this, like, lever in the middle of the carriage, it would get the driver's attention, and I appreciated that detail for some reason, and I just, like, I really like her relationships with her brothers, and Mm -hmm. she just seems like a very wholesome kind of person, and there's enough intrigue that I'm, like, wanting to keep going. So that's, like, all I know about it so far. Why don't you summarize, like, what it is, though? Yeah, so basically the I I'll just say the first book is about this girl who gets sent to school. She is supposed to be in this like lineage. Her family is descended from a very powerful witch. Her name was the Black Witch. Um and she ended this war from a long time ago. Or there's things that have been happening and the war is kind of still going on, but the witches are kind of dominating all the other like magical races. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, she gets into school, and she doesn't really have any power, so she's, I think she's training to be working on Apothecary, if I'm right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, basically, it's, like, her journey, and she gets roomed with, like, kind of weaker people, and she has to work in the kitchens with, you know, parentheses, lower class, you know, magical people, and they, like, basically hate her so much. And so it's her struggle of, like, to prove herself to them and to come to terms with, like, who she wants to be and how she wants to help, you know, change the world. And anyways, I really like it because I love when books, like, just tear down the main character. I love my main character hitting rock bottom. And this book does that. <laughs> but, you know, no, then they, cool they crawl like, up. It's giving you, like, enough to, like, get... Like, what I feel is, like, there's been enough, like, hinted at at the beginning that, like, I know that it's gonna be the worth the worth yeah it. it's a big it's a long setup i think because you really have to learn yeah. the world so yeah that's so cool i love it oh i can't wait to finish it i'll let you guys know what i thought about it next week but that sounds like mm-hmm. it's so good okay so what are you reading right now so i'm reading the serpent and dove um and i love it i actually just just finished it I read it in, like, two days. I could not put it down. But it is about Ooh, okay. this girl who, it's funny, because you're reading a book about witches, so am I, who um, <laughs> was born and raised a witch, and she flees, she's hiding in this, you know, this big city, but there are these group of people called, I think it's pronounced, like, Chaucers, and, and they are, like, witch hunters. And so, Ooh. in a strange, like, turn of events, this, like, witch who is in hiding, no one knows that she is a witch, ends up having to marry one of the, like, captain of the Chaucers. And so they get married to, like, save his reputation or or something happens. um, And he doesn't know that she's a witch. And she's trying to, like, you know, have cover and protect herself. And, like, it's this crazy story about how it it is a love story and how they come to love each other. But I love how the author writes. I love the characters. The girl, her name is Lou. And she is so fierce and, like, doesn't take crap from anyone, and I love it. She's very fun lead for female character. And the guy, his name is Reed, and he's super sweet and very, like, innocent. The first book, it, and like I said, I like books where, like, you know, they gotta tear the characters down. I like them to hit rock bottom. That kind of happens, but then the ending ends on a very hopeful note. And there, it's a trilogy, so there's two other books. And I'm very excited to read them. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now I'm I'm also reading the Percy Jackson um, second series, Heroes of Olympus. Is that what it is? Yes. And I'm, like, kind of loving it. I love it, love it, love it. But I just, I'm like, do you ever get to a point where, like, it's kind of, like, slowing down and you're like, I have so many other books calling my name right now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, because that, that's a, it's pretty good, but it's, like, man, if it's not, like, immediately grabbing my attention, like, where I just want to devour it and, like, consume it in one night, like, mm-hmm. sometimes I, like, let it sit. But I think I just need to keep going forward, because I really like it. It does reach a climax, it's, but it does take kind of a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, there's so much to learn about Roman culture, which is super interesting, too. Mm-hmm. But with Serpent and Dove, that sounds super good. 
It is. I'm good. glad it's a trilogy. Is Black Witch a trilogy too, or a duology? Yeah, it's it? a trilogy, and I think they actually her book this year was just her third book was just released in the trilogy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, that's super cool. I one of our goals um, this year and next year is to well, like we're at like at the hinge point of 2020, mm-hmm. but we want to bring on some authors, and I really want there's some young authors I I see on TikTok. I want to reach out to them and see if we can bring them on and be yeah. like, what's it like writing a trilogy? What's it like having to work with characters where they're like, you know, I'm so. I'm How just do you write these the struggles that they have to go through and? Yeah, because you know? mm-hmm. we can critique all we want, but, like, we to don't, do we it, really to, like, know. actually, yeah, mm-hmm. to go out and do it. Okay, perfect. So, um, I'll just give, like, a quick summary of, like, what Books to Lose Yourself In is, and then I kind of I have a couple questions for you. Yeah. So, um, for me, when Anna, like, suggested this episode, I was, like, so excited because I feel like we did an episode called Guilty Pleasures, and I just feel like that was, like, books that we just, like, loved and were made us giddy but like this book is something that just like the world and the book feels like warm bath water like you just want to like sit in it and no matter how many times you reread it it just feels so good to be in it and it feels like home and we tried to pick books that actually weren't like at least like for me like I didn't want to pick a book that was like a big trope like Harry Potter or anything like that even though those obviously are comfort but I wanted I wanted books that um, had really good endings, but also really good middles and beginnings where there's tension and storytelling and character growth, but like half of the story is just you enjoying the world. At least that's what it felt like for me. What about you? What do you consider books you can lose yourself in? Um, I ditto to all of that, but I just to add, like you said, I love the like world building. I love when I can lose myself in the like the world and the different mechanics and the way that it works and and then like I don't I don't know if I'd say like it's like every time I read it I get this warm fuzzy feeling but I it's just like when I'm reading and suddenly four hours pass by and I'm like oh crap four hours have just gone by to me that's like when you just your attention is just so captivated by the book yes I love that yeah where you like literally lose yourself those Mm -hmm. are my favorites I love that and I think that's like I always, sometimes, like, it's really hard to, like, get over a book slump, you know, where, mm-hmm. like, you just finished a book and you don't know, like, where to find one that you can have that same feeling, but, like, all of these books are books that we really, that just, like, they will get you out of your book slump, that will just, like, help you, you'll just, you'll enjoy yeah. it. Like, I I want you to read these books. I just want to, like, hold you in my arms, little listener <laughs> who is my friend now. I just want to hold you and just be like, listen, read this book. I will read these books to you. You just tell me where you live and I will just come over <laughs> wherever you live and I'll just read these books to you but um yeah so we'd love to hear your favorites mm-hmm. as well so in our Facebook group or Instagram feel free to do that as well and also like if you ever want to leave us a review we will love you even more I will yes. actually go over to your house and read your book, <laughs> you're so. just gonna knock on your door and you're like oh my gosh Celine what are you doing here you're like who's this homeless person at my door I'm like hey <laughs> Hey, you left a review. I said I'd be here. I told you. I promised. I never. I always keep every single one of my promises. <laughs> I'm the last thing know of podcast. Just deal with it. <laughs> so accurate. Okay. I love that. All right. Do you want to get into oh. your first one? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to do that. I was literally like, can I talk about it now? Can I go? Have we like built it up enough? Okay. Okay. Everybody, get out your pens, get out your paper. You're writing this down, right? Okay, I, C, A, I'm just kidding. Okay, it's called I Capture the Castle. (laughs) I'm going to say it one more time so that you just have time. It's written in 1948, I think. I Capture the Castle. Don't watch the 2003 movie. There's a naked lady in it. Just letting you know. I watched it it with my grandmother. It was a (laughs) scarring experience. I don't want you to have the same experience as me. It's just weird and awkward. Just... Just read the book, and then, like, with discretion, you've been warned. <laughs> it's on YouTube. I'm that. so sorry. <laughs> but, okay, so I capture the castle. Let's discuss it. Okay, so we love England. We love castles. We love girls who love to write. Yes, all of these? Yes. So this is all of that, plus romance, intrigue, people falling in love with people, people falling out of in love with people, and then just, like, 
straight up magical beauty. Let me just read the summary. I Capture the Castle tells the story of a 17-year-old Cassandra and her family who live in not-so-genteel poverty in a ramshackle old English castle. Here she strives over six turbulent months to hone her writing skills. She fills three notebooks with sharply funny yet poignant entries. Her journals candidly chronicle the great changes that take place within the castle's walls and her own first descent into love. By the time she pens her final entry, she has captured the castle and the heart of the reader in one of literature's most enchanting entertainments. So basically, it's this girl and her sister, her stepmother, and her father. And her father is this absolutely brilliant writer who um, he like basically wrote a one-hit wonder that like made him, like, super rich and incredibly, like, talented and, like, so famous. Like, the thing, the guy, like, wrote a book that just changed everyone's perspectives on something. Mm. And, um, and then he, he, I think he struggles with depression or, like, extreme writer's block, like, 20 years writer's block. Oh, gosh. And, um, he hasn't been able to write a book since. And he just, like, sits in, so basically he, because of, like, what he was given, or because of his, like, prestige, he still has, like, respectability, and he's been given this castle that he can stay in, but it's, like, falling apart. Like, completely decrepit. But there's, like, a moat, and, like, there are landowners that, like, live kind of close to the property, and um, it's, like, this older guy who, like, sends them a Christmas ham, whatever, Mm -hmm. and they just kind of, like, like, you know that they're kind of safe, like, in this world, but, like, they're also, like, running out of bread and, like, major necessities because the dad's not writing, and, like, the dad, like, he's very eccentric. He, like, locks himself in the tower of the castle, and, like, she, like, can't, she's like, Dad, I need you to write so we can feed ourselves. She's, like, 17, (laughs) and she has this older sister who is, like, beautiful and so dramatic and just, like, is very colorful and Cassandra's very, like, introverted and um, she just wants to write kind of like her dad and stuff like that. And, like, she loves her stepmother, like, so much. And her stepmother is the naked lady in the video, in the movie. But, like, (laughs) her stepmother loves to be, like, one with nature. She's very artsy and, like, is naked half the time in, like, the book. And she just loves oh, yes. to just to be a free. She's like she models. That's like basically how they like kind of make their money is she'll just like hop on over to Paris or London and just take <laughs> some pictures and then come back home. But um, anyways, and so but she loves her dad. Like their stepmother loves their dad like so mm-hmm. much, and like it's a very like wonderfully happy family. But it's all kind of like complicated in that way. And they literally like she's like literally worried. She's like I don't have a candle after this one so like i have to be careful with the candle because otherwise i can't see at night like they are like basically there at poverty and they have like a the town vicar kind of brings them stuff but anyways just to establish it um she this is like imagine like the stony walls and like Mm. like the moss everywhere just the stuff that you dream about in england like she talks about it all the time so she sets out to capture the castle so she's like you know what i'm gonna just suck at writing. I'm just going to write my, it's basically set up as a journal where she talks about like the life and things that she has while she's, while she's trying to learn how to do it. But anyways, long story short, I think the guy dies, the original landowner, or he moves away or something. And his, like the guys who inherit the castle and like the land and stuff are these like two super hot, like 20 somethings. And they become really good friends with her and her sister. Really good friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> friends, and it's like Midsummer Night's Dream suddenly, so like Rose and one of the guys, which I will not tell you anything, Rose and one of the guys falls, like they think that they're falling in love, mm-hmm. and then she's in love with that guy she thinks, but he, but she, Rose and, I think Rose is her name, Cassandra's sister, I might be completely wrong, because I read this in high school, but, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I like, I'm going to tell you to read this book, but, like, I don't remember anyone's character's names. But anyways, <laughs> I think it's Simon. But anyways, so she ends up, like, Cassandra's in love with one of the brothers who is dating her sister, but only, like, partially. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the sister is kind of in love with the other guy, but you don't okay. know that until, like, yeah. all this crazy stuff starts happening, and then there's, like, there are all these beautiful moments, like, like, that just, you get to sit and linger into, like, slow dancing to a record player for the first time when they hear music mm. being played in a record player, and they're in this big, so empty cute. hallway, 
and it's Christmas Eve, Aww. and everyone is gone. And this is this takes place, I think, in the 1920s, 1930s, and um, she is dancing with this boy that she is like meant to be with her sister, and she's just like falling so hard for him, and she just like listens to the song for the first time and she just remembers like she's like oh I want this moment or like I remember like a distinct scene of her like they have to like warm up water before she can take a bath and her just like explaining like sitting in this like old decrepit castle and like sitting and just like having this bath and like just describing like the different things and like the antics of her sister it's Mm -hmm. just so beautiful and there's drama and tension and she grows and like she gets her father to like get his act together and he writes this incredibly new book and because of the things that she does she saves like their their life yeah like as they were she gets them out of poverty and she also figures out how to like save herself too and um there's love in it there's like intrigue there's deception and mystery Mm. and people running away and people coming back and blah 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 and so I just really think that if you like that kind of vibe. I Capture the Castle is beautiful. Can I read Yes. one more, one review? Oh, please. Okay. So this is by someone called Amazon Customer. I'm just kidding. That's like what their kid's <laughs> name is. Sorry. Um, so I can't give them credit. She says, I am 60 years old, yet this book plunges me into you so vividly. I can hardly bear it. It is British through and through. The ancient castle is the only setting it could have, and Cassandra its best narrator. The sections are divided by the narrator's collection of journals, along with their cost, a significant factor. It is long, full of puzzling, eccentric characters, and some, then some so clear and lifelike that I believe the author must have loaned them, known them intimately. I never wanted this book to end. I only wish I found it earlier in my life so I could savor it at many ages. And then this other girl said... I knew within a couple of chapters that this would become one of my favorite books. It is so charming, pretty, and I adored Cassandra for everything she was and everything she wasn't. Her innocence and refreshing admiration of life, simple things, nature, and people was so candid. By the way, she'll just take, like, time to describe the walks from, like, her house or from the castle to, like, town. And, oh. Like, it's great. It's like, <laughs> Sorry. like really good imagery. Yes, but, like, entertaining. You're not just like, oh, my gosh, move on. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Her father's mysteriousness kept me as interested in him as she was. Just all the characters wondered. I found myself constantly wondering, is he genius? Is he crazy? Is he good or bad? Every character, for that matter, was complex and multidimensional. There were no stereotypes, no cliches, just complicated, real people who I loved getting to know. I really enjoyed the diary format. There were moments I felt like she stole my own thoughts. She's probably my all-time favorite character, actually. So much depth, charisma, and joy. And that's by Kylie. Wow. That's mine. Your turn. Yeah. Your thoughts. That if you have questions so about it. That sounds so good. Just... No, that sounds so interesting. That I I really love when books have like great imagery and the author can like capture attention with the way that they write. Because I like little details. And so if there's like a lot of little simple details, but that kind of stand out, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and you really root for each and mm-hmm. every single one of these people. That's what's crazy is like there isn't a villain. There's just yeah. a bunch of imperfect people knocking into each other. That's, yeah. like, the best way to put it. I like that. And sometimes I love stories like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your turn. So Go. the first book series that I'm going to talk about, which I think people are kind of, like, hot or cold about. They either really like it or they don't. But it's the mm-hmm. book series Aragon. Um, and I think most people know what it is. But I'll just read the little um. I don't. Summary about you. Celine, you don't? I know. Every, everyone talks about Aragon. I feel like I grew up. Like, with, like, everyone in school reading it when I was a kid, but, like, I never read it. So I never read it when I was a kid, but I read it a couple of years ago because I don't know why I didn't. I just thought, I was like, I don't want to read a stereotypical book, but someone suggested it, and they were like, I think you'd really like this based off of what you've read. Um, Okay, but I'll read this um, little summary thing, and it says, One boy, one dragon, a world of adventure. When Aragon finds a polished blue stone in the forest, he thinks it is the lucky discovery of a poor farm boy. Perhaps it will buy his family meat for the winter. But when the stone brings a dragon hatchling, Aragon soon realizes he has stumbled upon a legacy nearly as old as the Empire itself. Overnight, his simple life is shattered, and he is thrust into a perilous new world of destiny, magic, and power. With only an ancient sword and the advice of an old storyteller for guidance, Aragon and the fledgling dragon must navigate the dangerous terrain and dark enemies of an empire ruled by a king whose evil knows no bounds. 
Can Aragorn take up the mantle of the legendary dragon riders? The fate of the Empire may rest in his hands. Ooh, and so I really loved it. So it kind of starts in, like, they're in a world where, like, there are no more dragons. Or at least no more dragon riders. And there's, I think, okay. like, a couple of eggs that are being passed from, I think, like, the elves are watching them. So there's three races, or main races in this book. And you've got the humans, the elves, and the dwarves. Um, and it's pretty stereotypical. Like, the elves live in the forest, and they're very willowy and like <laughs> smart and you know tall and always beautiful and the dwarves live in the caves and they're short and they you know are smiths and very <laughs> stereotypical facial very willowy <laughs> i just died that's amazing okay keep going, keep going. um but so it i really liked it and i loved the journey it was a kind of a slow world build but i kind of enjoyed that like it gave me time to catch up and like remember what I was what was happening and the world that they were in um mm -hmm. I remember my husband tried to read it and he said he couldn't finish it because there were too many travel scenes like he, they were just traveling for too long mm -hmm. um but that's something that doesn't bother me but the reason that I like this so much and I feel like I can get lost in it is just because Aragon's whole journey basically he gets the name um Oh, shoot. He, anyways, he becomes this, like, great dragon rider, and he saves the dwarves from this, like, evil thing that's gonna kill them, and he saves them all, and then he, like, fixes their crystal that gets broken that's, like, imperative to the way, to the way that they live. Um, and the whole series is just him learning how to be who the world wants him to be, and then he finally, as the books come to a close, like, he finally gets to be who he wants to be and he like ends up saving this whole like race of dragons and i just really loved the books a lot the world i just yes yeah it sucked me in is there love in it yeah uh it's a slow 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 burn love that doesn't even have like the best result at the end <laughs> so oh but it's okay yeah. So, is it more about the boy and his relationship with the dragon and the relationship with himself? Yeah, it's more about that. And, like, the his relationship even just with magic, like, with the world. Because he has to learn how mm -hmm. to, I don't want to say control it, but kind of control it. He just has to learn how to communicate with it and get it to work around him. And it's very slow. The story is slow, and it's that's, I think, why a lot of people don't like it. But I, it's something that doesn't bother me. I liked the slow world build. Because it, it meant that the author could put so much detail, which I like. Isn't there a lot of books There's, the I think there's four. And they're okay. big she books. She has them. I do. She's I'm, like, like, I'm, like, leaning, like, I'm, like, looking at them, like, where are you? <laughs> yeah, there's four. <laughs> um, I cannot. One day, someday you're going to have to do a library tour. Of yes. all the books. We'll have to do that. I'll happily do that. I love it. Okay. Right. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I was actually trying to find reviews for that, but I couldn't find reviews that like just hit me the right way. So I don't have any reviews. Yes. I just have mine to go off of. No. Well, if you feel the same way as Anna, you should let us know. And then we yeah. can back her up later. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will add, okay. though, don't watch the movie. It sucks, and it does not do the book justice. So if you watch the movie and you're like, I hated it, the book's probably the same, so I'm not going to like it, give the book a chance. It's way better than the movie. I didn't even know there was a movie. Yeah, that's wow. the, mm, yeah, that's how bad it was. Dude, shoot dang. I had a chance, but didn't. <laughs> okay, so the book that I am discussing next is Peter and the Starcatchers. And basically... They took Peter Pan and made it better. And I don't know how else to explain it. So I will let this summary really quickly explain it, and then I'll kind of go off of it. Um, first off, the writing for this is absolutely incredible. It's written by two authors, so Dave Barry and Ridley Pearson. And this is the origin story of Peter Pan. This is how Peter Pan became Peter Pan. And in an evocative and fast-paced adventure on the high seas and on a far faraway island, an orphan boy named Peter and his mysterious new friend Molly overcome bands of pirates and thieves in their quest to keep a fantastical secret safe and save the world from evil. This riveting adventure takes listeners on a journey from a harsh orphanage in Old England and a treacherous sea in a decrepit old tub. 
Aboard the Neverland is a trunk that holds a magical substance with the power to change the fate of the world. Just a sprinkle and wounds heal. Just a dusting and people can fly. Towering seas and a violent storm are the backdrop for battles at sea. Bone-crushing waves eventually land our characters on Mollusk Island, where the action really heats up. In this riveting and adventure-packed follow-up to P... Oh, sorry. Next one. Stop it. So, (laughs) basically, um, there are so many reasons why I love this book. And what's so funny is, like, this book is definitely, like... I think it's, like, middle school age. So, like, anybody could read this book. But it's just so darn, like, incredible to read. The way that they explain, um, you know, the pixie dust, mm-hmm. like the magic dust, um, it's just really cool. And and basic, the way that it starts off is you learn that, like, every time a star, um, like, reaches the, like, comes or whatever, there's people that will catch the star dust and that oh. has, like, magical powers. So, like, Stonehenge is, like, a really big area where they, like, gather the star dust back mm-hmm. and then they send it back into the earth because if people... If bad people get a hold of it, they can use it, like, to do some really big damage. So, like, if you have, like, the, Molly has, like, a locket with the, with the dust on it. And if you open it, like, you can literally fly. You can do all these things. You can heal wounds. You can, it's, like, incredible. But, like, if you, um, one thing about Peter, unlike a lot of other humans, is that he has the ability to, like, he can hold an entire chest of it and be fine, you know? And that's something that, like. Like, you could never, ever do. In fact, like, just to, like, have any form of, like, a large quantity of it would, would kill you. And, oh, wow. um, anyways, so long story short, he's, like, an orphan and, like, basically the OG Lost Boys. So it's him and all these boys that are being shipped off to go to this, like, evil king that eats children, probably. That's, like, how they, like, justify it <laughs> in their heads. Like, oh, he's probably just gonna go eat us, like, whatever. And that's, like, it's, it's written, like, you know, like a little... 14 year old boy kind of perspective it's absolutely adorable anyways they get on this like really crappy boat and they're about to go be shipped off to be the slaves for this king and um on this boat is this very intriguing girl that's like peter's age is like Mm -hmm. that and they just have like i don't even think there's even a romance in this book they're just like really good friends Mm -hmm. and um they end up like peter figures out that Molly's hiding something because there are several, several villains that throughout the book and throughout the next two other books, they like compete. They try to get this stardust, which he has realized is on this boat. And so okay. there's a pirate hook, mm. um, who I don't think, who isn't hook yet. He is trying to get it. Um, then there's like the people that are the, the evil King is like, I think he comes in, like, the third book. But there's also, like, any, the bad people that are trying to get the the, the magical stardust. Fairy I don't death. know how to call it. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, um, so he has to, like, protect it and stuff like that. They end up getting on this island and having to fight things. But the reason why I'm telling you about this book is because the second book is so good. It's my favorite book. I've read it so many times. Um, and the reason why is because they created a villain that is, like, beautiful absolutely beautiful and it's this it's this shadow creature so basically like it isn't a thing like it isn't in existence but it's so dark it's it's like the opposite of that dust does that make sense like the dust is like light and it's like darkness and the things that it can do and the way it creeps there's so much beautiful tension when they're trying it like gets loose into london and is trying to track down like all of this thing and peter goes to back to london to save molly to help her out and, um, she, like, he realizes, at this point, Molly's aged, but he hasn't. And, um, oh. he's trying to protect her from this, like, shadowy beast thing. I have never seen a writer describe, it is my favorite, like, monster I've ever read. Like, it's oh, just. that sounds fascinating. His name's Lord Ombra, and the descriptive, like, words, like, that they use to describe mm-hmm. him is just so fascinating. So it says, like, in this riveting and action-packed follow-up for Peter and the Starcatchers, we discover Peter leaving the relative safety of Mollusk Island, along with his trusted companion Tinkerbell, for the cold, damp streets of London. On a difficult journey across the sea, he and Tink discover the dark and deadly slithering part-man, part-creature Lord Umbra. It seems that the dreaded Umbra has a variety of mysterious powers, including the ability to make shadows disappear, because he absorbs them. When Peter reaches London, he sets out to find the indomitable Molly, 
Together they must combat Umbra's terrible forces to both protect the star catchers and the treasured star stuff, and most importantly to rescue Molly's mother from the clutches of evil. There is a third book, and it's super good, and it all resolves everything, but if you want, like, I just love this series. So that is... That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a beautiful retelling of Peter. So is Molly in the yeah. second book, then, or... And the third. Yeah. And the third? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Good. she and him are, like, BFFs. I don't think that there's anything... I think because he... She is going to age forever, like, and he doesn't mm-hmm. age, so I think that there isn't a romantic thing. Yeah. Is I this... think... But I... Th- Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, so it sounds like it's, like, a Peter Pan origin. Is this, like, his origin story? Yeah. Because he and Wendy, don't they get together later on or something like that? I, I don't know. I, Anyways. Yeah. Who knows? Because Wendy know. Peter does... Pan is doing other things. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. He's whatever. doing his own thing. But it's so good. Anyways, <laughs> so yes. Wow, that's okay, awesome. Okay, your turn. I'll definitely yes, check go. it out. Um, so the second book I want to talk about was, it's called The Legend Trilogy. Not to be confused mm-hmm. with the Carvel Trilogy, because we've talked those books to death. <laughs> We love them. <laughs> um, but the first book in the series is called Legend. Um, and I'll read you the little, like, <clears throat> back cover. And then I'll kind of get more into it. So. <coughs> Sorry. What well, was once the Western United States. What was once the Western United States is now home to the Republic, a nation perpetually at war with its neighbors. Born into an elite family in one of the Republic's wealthiest districts, 15-year-old June is a prodigy being groomed for success in the Republic's highest military circles. Born into the slums, 15-year-old Day is the country's most wanted criminal, but his motives may not be as malicious as they seem. From very different worlds, June and Day have no reason to cross paths, until the day June's brother, Matthias, is murdered and Day becomes the prime suspect. Caught in the ultimate game of cat and mouse, Day is in a race for his family's survival, while June seeks to avenge Matias' death, or, yeah, Matias' death. But in a shocking turn of events, the two uncover the truth of what has really brought them together, and the sinister lengths their country will go to to keep its secrets. Okay, so you're reacting like you've read this. I've read this, and honestly, <laughs> Anna, if you liked this, like, uh, partnership of J- of June and Day, you're gonna love the Illuminati Files. I just really? want to sell oh, that I, to you Okay, again. I'm reading the Illuminati Files right now, and I'm only, like, five chapters in and i love it so i'm very okay this makes me even more excited go back go back go back go back sorry i was just there i was like oh my gosh i just read this book this summer it's so good okay you will love legend though let's go back to legend it's so good okay go ahead tell us why you love it so good so i love it so much it starts out with june's perspective and you learn who she is and she's this total like bad a girl i mean and she's the characters are only 15 which like you have Mm -hmm. to remember because the way that they talk you know, they're very intelligent, but it's not like they're, like, 60-year-olds in a, you know, talking. Yeah. Anyways, I'll get overviews of something like that. But she's very confident. She's very smart. And so what they, how they figure things out is you test. Like, you're tested on your intelligence once you turn a certain age. And she tested, like, higher than anybody else ever has. So she's mm-hmm. already in this very wealthy family. Um, she's got a head start because she tested very high. She's in this military training academy. Um, and basically she's like, if there's something that needs to get done, they kind of like go to her, even though she's 15, but she's very risky in the things that she does. And so sometimes the, like, um, the military academy people, they get frustrated with her because she's very dangerous. She doesn't really care about the safety of others or herself. Um, and it's just her and her brother. Her parents died in a car crash years ago. And so, you know, they only have each other. Um, until, you know, like this says, one day her brother is murdered at a hospital. He's protecting something. And Day, who is this criminal, you know, is shown as the first suspect. And he lives in the slums. He's very poor. And you end up learning that his brother is sick with the plague. Um, and it comes out that, like, he was at a hospital stealing something. Or, I think, a cure for his brother because he just needed it. Um... And anyways, I don't want to spoil any of that. But, so, and how they end up meeting is that June goes undercover to try to find Day. Because he's suspected as Matias' killer. And, and so they... like, ten minutes. Oh, yeah. It's very <laughs> fast. Who but she is, she gets in, like, a fight with someone. And he, like, comes to her rescue. And I don't think she realizes, if I'm remembering, remembering correctly, 
she doesn't really realize who he is. And so they slowly no. start to fall for each other. Yeah. And they're, like, I think, like, something happens. They're, like, making out in an alley. And it's, like, so hardcore. And then they go yes. back and she, like, has this necklace that she found at the crime scene from when her brother was murdered. And she realizes that it belongs to this guy. And then she realizes that it's day. And her, like, whole world comes, like, crumbling down in this, like, I thought I, like, really like him. What's happening? Yeah. And the world building is so cool. It's very, it's a dystopian novel. So, like, it comes yes. out, you know, the government's controlling them. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, so I'm giving you the preface for the first book because the first book is a good setup for, like, all of the other books. And that's, like, yes. another series I'm going to talk about. And honestly, this, I, like, got lost in this series. The second book was great. The third book, though, is, was my absolute favorite. Did you read the, the trilogy? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I did. I love it. Yes, I have so we... many thoughts. I'm like, get them out, Anna. I have things to add. <laughs> go, go. Yes. <laughs> so, but the third book is my favorite because it, like, wrenches your heart. It, like, just tears your heart from your chest and it's like, I don't want to spoil anything, but it does end on, did like, a very... Did you read the books after this? The what? Did you oh. read, like, the follow-ups with his brother's books? <gasps> No, I didn't even know Anna, this existed. You get, you get your good ending. You get the ending I do? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm you literally going to read those this week. I'm literally <laughs> reading them this week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tell me about them. Are they good? Okay, give me your thoughts. Yeah, they're so good. Keep going, though. Finish what you're saying. <laughs> no, okay, that's so – oh, my – because I was going to say, like, if you're not one of those people who, like – doesn't love a happy ending like this might not be the best book series for you because no it ends on a very hopeful note you know i don't want to spoil anything but but wow i'm so excited to read on i didn't know there was more (laughs) Anna, there is more there's more i know i just read them there's actually like multiple books um he goes into his brother's his brother's kind of a rebellious guy and i think Mm -hmm. the book is called there's lots of books um Oh, God, there's so many. I can't, honestly, I don't think I can explain it here. Yeah. Because a lot of it takes place on the Antarctica world. Oh, okay, okay. And that's just, like, for me to, ex- for us to explain that here. Yeah. Would it would have take to so much preface. Yeah, there's no way we could do it. Okay, I'll just get but into the really reviews then. Because I have a couple reviews that I really like. Okay. Um, yes, go. This book was so bad A. I'm not cursing y'all, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Greatly, thrilly, epic. I enjoyed every bit of it. It was also confusing because when I think about the characters, they were only 15, and they were like Einstein smart and Bruce Lee strong, and when I was their age, I didn't even know how to boil an egg, a way to build my self-esteem. I died at that. But come on, that's why I am a reader. To read about things that seem so unbelievable to achieve, but in the end, proving that everything is possible, that's why I love reading, and that's why I love this series. Because yes. they come together... In a way that, and they start trying to, like, fight the government. Same team. Sorry, there's spoilers in this. I'm trying mm-hmm. to avoid them. But then somebody else goes on yes. to say, The story follows a boy named Day, who is the most wanted criminal because of his family situation. One day, he needs to break in the hospital to get medicine, which you learn later on. He does that, but... So he does that, but heading out, he gets in trouble with the officers there. And um, there ends up being a shootout, but he manages to get out. Um, and at the end of his escape, he faces a police captain, and to get away, he throws a knife. He doesn't look back, and he heads for his safety. And obviously, the police officer ends up being June's brother. Um, yes. But on the other side, there's a girl named June, who is notified that her brother, the captain, was found dead in the hospital, and Day is the main suspect. Now, she... Sorry, I'm, like, reading this, and I'm like, girl, your grammar. Why did you write this review like this? There's, like, 12 <laughs> commas and just, like, one sentence. I'm like, well, I'm proud of you for just trying. Keep going. I believe in you. You can do this. Finish strong. Finish strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, June, who has the strongest skills with the highest points in the trial, ever promises to avenge her brother. Um... Even if it's the last thing she does. Wow, y'all, that was hard to get through. That review turned like. There's like no spaces at all. It's great. (laughs) It's a good buildup. No, okay, I just want to tell you why I love this is that Days and her relationship wasn't like they were attracted to each other and was forbidden. No, very It was built off of mutual respect. Mm -hmm. Mutual respect, common goal, because they both were good, decent people who were both selfless and helped each other. 
and they have a really good cast of side characters that are all really good people, and that's what I like about yeah. this series. I, and they're yeah. both, they don't just say that they're smart, and they're they like, oh, it. they're so smart. Well, they do. Like, I really love the way that they, um, you just get to sit back and just enjoy the author, like, showing... Mm-hmm. It's almost like how Ender's Game was so smart with, like, Andrew Scott Card's book. Yes. Like, the, the way – because Andrew Scott Card is, like, genius. Because in order to write a genius character, you have to be a genius. And so – Oh, yeah. That's how I feel about this book, too. So, well done. Keep going. Yes. Oh, by the side note, Ender's Game is, like, my husband's very favorite book. I love Anyways, Ender's Game. Which is similar so to this. Speaking but, for the Dead is one of my favorite books. Yes. Ugh, okay. Um, but I, like, again, going off of what you said, I love the characters, because Day is this, like, very confident, like, he knows he's smart, he knows that he has all these abilities, but yet he still cares for the people around him, he's very smart, but he's very selfless, and June, like, her journey is so fun to read, from being, like, I'm in the military, I'm gonna do what they need me to do, like, the greater good, basically, to having to come to terms with all these things that she's learned, and, you know, face the reality that, this government that she's been living for her whole life is doing these shady things and at the end of book one basically she like saves day and she picks him over everything and he asks her he's like why like why me why would you throw away your whole life for me and she's like because i listened to what you had to say and you were right and it like basically like she's accepted all of this crazy thing in her life is upside down but she's still willing to do what's best for like innocent people and so I love the journey. Yeah. I love the world building. Yeah, the political commentary is super interesting. Mm-hmm. They go to this, like, capitalistic society, which is very interesting to see how that plays out, too. And so I feel like um, they play – there's three different countries that you mainly get to mm-hmm. see about, and they each try to make a perfect world in their own way. And it's just very interesting the way that they model it. And, like, we don't get political on this show, but I just feel like <laughs> it's super cool to, like, have, like, a – like analytical understanding of like okay so this is how this world would work this is how this world works in fact in the next series that i was mm-hmm. talking about they actually explore the perfect society oh my gosh like dark depths too and then how they rebuild after the revolution like you get to see them make wow. tons of changes because day and june get back together when they're older and like yes aren't i'm like so excited 17. it's amazing i'm so excited the stuff that i cannot wait through and like I'm really proud, um, but I just, like, I feel like you guys should give this book a chance, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think we should save our last ones, because it's, like, it's been, like, almost I now. Yeah, so I was going to say, I'm not planning I feel on talking like, about my last book. No, we'll just mm-hmm. leave it for now. So we'll have more books. Actually, we can probably do, like, a part two to this someday or have a fun title for it later. Mm-hmm. But um, if you guys could do us a huge favor and leave us a review, we honestly... When you do that, it, it means so much to us. Like and we, it, it really we like, helps us more than you guys think. Yeah, it validates mm-hmm. us, too. We love the validation. But oh, also, yes. like, it helps us know, like, what we what people like so we can do more of that exactly. and stuff like that. But also, like, we want you on this, this community. So if you want to share your input or, like, you know, kind of we have so many things planned for how we want to bring people mm-hmm. in. So get involved thanks yes, for joining we, us we want to hear from you we're we're super excited mm-hmm. to be on this journey and we want you guys to go on it with us yes okay we'll talk to you later yes, bye. see you guys next time bye